Inspired by faith. Inspired by faith. Inspired by faith broadcast radio. The new wave of faith-based radio, where we are building your faith one show at a time. Get it, get it, get it, get it. Hey, 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 y'all. How's everybody doing on this Thursday? Yep, it's your boy, Mighty Mikey Mike, coming to you live and in demand from the comforts of the studio. That's Studio 818, y'all. How's everybody doing? Hmm? Hmm? You know, I've been traveling around the country, y'all. I had the chance to visit, well, not the country, the Midwest. I've been traveling around the Midwest, y'all. And, you know, I always find myself in different um, venues, different churches. But I took a chance on a Sunday in my hometown where I came from. I went to this venue. They call it a church, but I think it's a venue because I went in there and it was dark, man. I was like, they let you do coffee up in the sanctuary. I mean, in the stadium. I just didn't understand, man. I, you know, I was like, I told Mama Dukes. I was like, Mama Dukes, I am not taking no coffee up in there. Now that the coffee tastes good and bitter, but I ain't taking the coffee up in there yeah we got up in there it was dark y'all man it was dark and i didn't have to use my bible i didn't have to use my sword now i think some people would think that's cool like people they'd be like yeah that's cool we ain't gotta kick our big old bibles we don't gotta use our sword man listen 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 first of all that's a venue it don't supposed to be dark up in there and you're supposed to use the word of god the word of truth i just don't know what that is but yeah I've been visiting and I just saw some things. So, you know, I ain't talking about nobody. I'm just telling you how it is. You know, I was taught that you have to read the word of God. You know, you got to bring the word forth and you have to give the invitation for souls to be saved. That's all I'm saying. This is Mighty Mikey Mike coming to you live and in demand from the comforts of Studio 818. Thanks for tuning in to the Inspired by Faith broadcast.
king. Great king. He's the great king. He's the great I am. Yeah. It's a great song by Joshua Troop. Great king. The Lord our God is our great king. Jesus is our king. Next up is the Leaders of Faith show with Pastor Michael Bailey. Good morning. Good morning, Leaders of Faith listeners. This is Pastor Michael Bailey. And welcome to your early morning cup of bread. Now we know that men cannot live by bread alone, but this segment is meant to inspire, encourage, motivate, and wake you up to what Christ is calling you to do. Welcome. Hey, how's everybody doing? Today, I want to talk about being shaped into the image of Christ. That's right, being shaped into the image of Christ. And the foundation scripture is found over in 1 Peter 4, 12 through 13. And it reads, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice in as so much as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. Amen. Heavenly Father, we come before you right now bold as lions. And I just thank you for all that you are. I thank you for all that you do. I ask that you bless the people of God that's listening to the sound of my voice, that this word goes out unhindered unchecked by any outside force that i speak the meat of the word father in jesus name and that it'll hit their spirit man as rhema word jesus i thank you for being the word in my life and breathing a fresh word in my heart and in my mouth holy spirit i ask that you water the word that goes into the people of god's hearts and that you grow it up and that they manifest in the things of god I ask all these things in jesus mighty name amen and amen being shaped into the image of christ at first I was doing a message on there is a purpose to the process. But as I sat down to edit the message, I turned over to 1 Peter and 4. And as I was reading it, Holy Spirit had me to reshape the message. This message, there's still a purpose to the process, but it's being shaped more like Christ Jesus in his process. Now in the word of God, it says that we are his workmanship being shaped to look more like Jesus more and more each day. So being shaped in his process is all about that until he comes. Let's go to first Peter four and one. Let's start there. And it reads for as much then as Christ have suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. And that's the mind of Christ. We have to arm ourselves y'all. Let's keep on reading for he that have suffered in the flesh have seen from sin so through suffering through the flesh we cease from sin we die to self we die to flesh so this is how we are becoming more like Christ being shaped more like Christ by dying to flesh and having the mind of Christ and let's go to verse 2 that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men but to the will of God so we're trading in the flesh dying to flesh so we can live out the will of God because flesh wants to get us in trouble flesh will keep on consuming and consuming and consuming what it likes and we know that God does not deal with the flesh he only deals with the spirit first Peter 4 3 says for the time pass of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness lust excessive wine rivalings banquetings and abdominal adulteries see that this is what comes with the flesh those are the things that come with the flesh this is why it's so important to walk in the spirit galatians 5 22 in verse 4 wherein they think and strange that ye run not with them to the same access of riot speaking evil of you you see that so now that you have turned you're being shaped into the image 
of Christ and you turned away. You're not turning back. You're not going into the ways of Cain. You're not going into the ways of the Gentiles, but they think it's strange. They don't have revelation of the kingdom of God. They don't have the revelation that God gave you. So they think it's strange because they only deal in the flesh. Just like when they say there is no God, but there is a God. They just don't understand. And now like the word of God says that they're speaking evil of you. Oh, he gonna serve God now. You know, that's kind of strange. But the word of God says, woe, woe unto them that go in the way of Cain. My friends keep on serving God, keep on being molded and shaped and tried in the fire of God to be more like Jesus. Now verse five says, who shall give account to him? Who shall give account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead? See, this tells us that there is a God, but who shall give account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead. You know, the word of God says that we cannot keep our own souls alive. You can't keep your own soul alive. You can't even give a ransom to get your brother's soul back after he's passed away. Think about that. In verse six, for for this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead, that ye might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. See that? The gospel, the good news is preached so people will turn from their wicked ways. They will convert over and become believers, believing that Jesus Christ died for their sins and was raised on the third day and now is interceding on the right hand side of the Father for you and me. The gospel is preached in verse seven, but the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. So we have to be sober. We cannot be drunk off of the Gentiles. We can't be drunk off of Babylon. Whatever they're putting out, we cannot be drunk off of that because the kingdom of God is advancing right as we speak in the Babylonian system, the world is rapidly crumbling before our eyes. So this is why the gospel is preached to make everybody into disciples, making everybody into believers. So if you're not saved, get saved. Romans 10 and 9. Amen. And let's go to verse 8. We're still in 1 Peter 4, verse 8. 1 Peter 4, verse 8. And above all things, having fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Love carries the multitude of sins loving god and loving your neighbor loving your fellow man covers all sins so use hospitality one to another without grudging don't be mad at nobody be hospitable how's your day sir how you doing sir good to see you sir in verse 10 as every man have received the gift even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of god see you're showing people favor you're showing people the grace the love of god you have the gift inside of you the gift of Jesus Christ as a believer you have the gift of the Holy Spirit so all you have to do is show people love say amen to that and let us look at verse 11 if any man speak let him speak as the oracles of God speaking the oracles of God you know let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth speak the oracles of God all those good things the good things that God told you speak the good things of God how about that so if any man minister let him do it as of the ability which God giveth. Only say the things that God say. That's what we speak. That God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now in reading 1 Peter 4, 1 through 12, this scripture lets us know that we are being shaped into the image of Christ. It lets us know the process, what we are supposed to do while in that process, leading up into destiny, leading up into our purpose. Now the 
original message that I had was there is a purpose to the process. So the purpose to the process is being shaped into the image of Christ. Now, if we look at the children of Israel, there was a purpose to their process. Now they came from Egypt. They were coming out of a Babylonian system and they had to go through the wilderness moments. They had to go through those wilderness moments in life just as we do on the way into Canaan. And so just like as we're on our way being shaped, going into the kingdom of God, we go through the Babylonian system. We're just being shaped. But remember, as we're going through Babylon, our wilderness, as we're going through those wilderness moments of life, because we were in the world, but not of the world, we're being shaped by the wilderness. Just like Proverbs 25 and four says, take away the dross from the silver and it'll come out much more finer. God is taking away the dross of Babylon, the dross of Egypt, just like he did the children of Israel so that they can come out much more finer as they go into their Canaan land. So we're going into our Canaan land. We're going into the kingdom of God, but we must be shaped and we have to believe. All the children of Israel had to do was believe, believe the report of the Lord. Now he fed them manna and their clothes didn't run out. He feeds us. He clothed the lilies of the field. He feeds the birds of the air. How much more are we? He feeds us while we're going through our trials in life as he's shaping us to be more like Christ. So we shouldn't have to panic. We shouldn't have to worry. We just believe the report of the Lord. That's all the children of Israel had to do was believe the report of the Lord. Amen. So my friends, there is a purpose for the process. And that purpose is being shaped into the image of God. So we can go over into our Canaan land, which is the kingdom of God and reign and rule as kings. Amen. Being shaped into the image of Christ. I hope this helps you. I hope this blesses you. Be blessed. Amen and amen. Hey, this is Pastor Michael Bailey. Thanks for listening to the Leaders of Faith Show, Morning Cup of Bread. Now, if the Leaders of Faith Show is helping you out, please be sure to share with your friends on social media. As well, if God has put in your heart to help our ministry grow, go to our website, trinitystonechristianfellowship.org and sow a seed in faith. Once again, thank you for listening to the Leaders of Faith Show, Morning Cup of Bread. Be blessed. Hey. If you desire to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, repeat this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive my sins and save me from eternal separation from God. By faith, I accept your work and death on the cross as sufficient payment for my sins. I ask that you Come into my life and make me whole again. Thank you for providing the way for me to know you and to have a relationship with my heavenly father. Through faith in you, I have eternal life. Thank you also for hearing my prayers and loving me unconditionally. Please give me the strength, wisdom, and determination to walk in the center of your will. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you just said that prayer with me, congratulations on being born again and welcome into the kingdom of God. If you don't have a church home, 
be sure to get into a Bible-believing church. Once again, congratulations for being born again. Continue to read his word, get guidance, and be blessed. Hey, get inspired, motivated, and empowered with the word of God. Tune into the Leaders of Faith show every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with your host, Pastor Michael Bailey. Go to our website, trinitystonechristianfellowship.org, and download the Leaders of Faith show. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you need any type of special prayer, be sure to contact us by email prayer at trinitystonechristianfellowship.org. That's prayer at trinitystonechristianfellowship.org. We're on a mission to Kenya. Help Darkest Destiny International in our Spare Change campaign for children in Kenya. Give your spare change a mission with Darkest Destiny International. You'll be helping to change lives to help support Victory School and King's Academy in Kenya, East Africa. We are raising money for school that supplies uniforms, food, solar-powered lights, solar-powered cookers, and we are digging wells. Go to our website to donate at darkestdestinyinternational.wixsite.com forward slash website that's dorcas destiny international com forward slash website feel free if you have any questions to call donna at 708-317-9233 that's 708-317-9233 thank you for supporting our campaign glory to the lamb glory to the lamb Glory to the Lamb, glory to the Lamb, everybody say glory to the Lamb, we sing glory to the Lamb, we give all glory to the Lamb. We sing glory, glory to, the, to Lamb. the Lamb. This is why. For He is and Omega, Omega. Forever. forever, forever is He, and He will reign forever. forever. Holy, 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 holy is He. So together, let's sing glory, glory to the Lamb. Father, we sing tonight glory, glory to the Lamb. We give all the glory to the Lamb. Jesus is his name. We give glory to the Lamb.
Yes, yes, yes. We give all honor, glory, and power to the Most High God, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We praise you. We praise him right now. That was Minister Jeffrey Goldman. Glory to the Lamb. Next up, we'll be hearing from D. Michelle, You Belong. Welcome to You Belong. I'm your host, author D. Michelle, encouraging you to remove that label, that title, that position, or even that social media status and focus on your kingdom status by knowing you belong to God first. And when God is first, that's when you can fit in even when you don't because you know you belong. It's Dee Michelle, your host of You Belong, and I'm here today talking to you about humility. That's right. What does that have to do with belonging? Well, we're going to find out through our guest today, Mr. Tom Bush from Trophy Awards Manufacturing, Wilder, Kentucky. Well, thanks, Michelle. I appreciate being here. It's quite an honor. I think it's great. So I've been president of Trophy Awards for about 18 years, and I've had some ups and downs and quite honestly, quite a few downs. And so I've learned uh, through this journey, uh, a kind of a molding process, a crushing process at times about humility and uh, pride. And I've made some growth in that area and uh, got some challenges still ahead. But so what's your first question, Michelle? Well, I know that this all is rooted in something that happened maybe many years ago, Tom. So I want you to think about a time when you felt like you didn't belong. Because when you mention pride, that usually comes from a deep-rooted place and started somewhere. So just tell me about a time when you felt like you didn't belong. Yeah, I can do that. So I was uh, in seventh grade and... You know how in class there's usually like one person that everybody picks on? It was in, in my school. And unfortunately, I was that person. And so whether it was the shoes I was wearing or whether it was the backpack I had or whether it was uh, the hat I wore, you know, I, I, I would say bordered on humiliation. It was a emotional bullying that I went through. And so if you say, did you belong? I would say, oh, I did not belong in that class and the people there did not want me, except for to laugh at and to make themselves feel better. But I like what you said earlier because when I think about um, pride, I think the root of all pride is insecurity. And in that space, yes, that is something I've had to deal with based on what happened to me uh, as that young seventh grader. And here I am 40, well, not quite 40 years later, but let's just say I'm still, I'm still wrestling with that as I mature in my walk and in my uh, age as well. Thank you for sharing that. That was very open of you and honest. And just thank you for sharing that. And that's why I thought you were a great fit for this topic today, talking about humility and how that can help us on the journey to belonging. And one thing that impressed me so much when I worked with your company some years ago is I didn't know the guy across from me with the long hair and the big, thick beard and the t-shirt and jeans was the president of the company. In fact, on his cards, you would never know that because on his card, it says something very interesting. Interesting. So it speaks to, again, that humility. So I want Tom to share with us about what his title or what it says on his business card and tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, that's cool. What happened was we determined that we didn't want a hierarchy. We didn't want that standard hierarchical structure in our corporation anymore. And so what we said is we need to get rid of this mentality of managers. 
Because what we thought was, if someone needs a manager, they probably shouldn't be working for me. Because I want people who are problem solvers. I want people who are thinking. I want people who are engaged. Now, what's that have to do with humility? Well, I was also someone who had to get rid of my title. And so by if I have to lead by my title, I'd say I'm probably not leading at all. And so I dropped my title as president, and I just became Tom Bush. It's in the name. And where that comes from is this kind of deeper-rooted thing. Uh, my name is Thomas Arthur and Trophy Award. So we have, we have two syllables, and one starts, one starts with a T, the other with an A. So Thomas Arthur, Trophy Awards, it's in the name. But on the deeper level, the part I really like is I feel that work is a form of worship. And what really drives me is running a business in my father's name. And so the other deeper root of, of that title is really wanting to serve God in, in how I work. Wow. You, you gave us all some really great thoughts to think about um, as we go to work every day. And a lot of us struggle with, hey, I, don't, I haven't reached this title yet or I have not. It doesn't matter. If you go in the name of our father, then you belong regardless of your title. So I really hope, especially for those people who are trying to climb that corporate ladder or struggling with where they fit in in the workplace right now, that they really hear that, that it it doesn't matter about that. It's about who you belong to, which we know is God, you belong, and then who we're working unto, which is him as well. So I love that. I love that. So I want to end, Tom, just with like three quick suggestions or advice you would have for that young person coming into the workplace and is struggling to belong. Um, What would that be? Well, it's something I still struggle with. And my first recommendation is to be yourself. And I know it sounds easy, but we know that where or when we live in love, there is no fear because perfect love casts out fear. And so I think there's a struggle every day. Something that we should really dig into is like, who is the real Michelle? Who is the real Tom Bush? And will that person show up today? Or are they just going, am I just going to show up and try to do what I think other people would be impressed by? So first thing is just be yourself. I think that's, for me anyway, it's been a struggle for a long time. But if I wake up every day and say, I want to be who God created me today. I don't want to be what other people expect of me. I just want to be who God created me to be. I think that's my number one suggestion on where to start. My number two recommendation would be to not exchange hours for dollars. It's really easy to say, well, I got a good job. I get paid well enough to pay my bills. And so I'm just going to stay there. And I feel like if God's called you to stay there, man, stay there and thrive and, and do great work there. But if God's not calling you to stay there, then I think there's something much deeper that has to be examined. And I would just encourage people, and don't exchange hours for dollars. If that's not where you're supposed to be, don't be there and see what else God has in store for you. Does he have a purpose for you? Yeah, I sure think he does. And is it full of meaning and significance? I think it is. So part of that is the courage to sometimes leave and to exchange the challenging life for a comfortable life. My last recommendation is to invest in people. Now, you might say, well, Tom, you're the president. You can invest in people. Well, I think we can all invest in people. Like, who is it that sits next to you at work? Have you got to know them? Do you know anything uh, about their lives? I think by just asking a few simple questions and getting to know someone for who they really are, and you have a huge impact in their life, a little bit of love, A little bit of tenderness, a little bit of compassion can go a really long way. My encouragement would be, regardless of your role, regardless of your position, to invest in the people around you. I believe God put people in your life 
that you're supposed to impact. And those people are probably the ones that are really close to you. I would encourage you as well to look at the people in your life and to invest in them, to love them. I I just love those three points that can encourage, especially those who are still young in corporate America or even just trying to figure out their purpose in life. It's that first thing is be yourself and don't have any fear about it. Just own who you are. And I threw it in that scripture, 1 John 4, 18, which talks about perfect love cast out all fear. And that's something that's been a, a heart and hard scripture of mine over the past few years to really um, not be what the world or what the best marketing um, company that I used to work for says you should do, but be what God says you are. And so, and then that second point all around, just making sure that you do not trade hours for dollars. I mean, how cool is that? We are priceless. I want you to know, especially those of you listening in the Belong family, that we who belong to God, we're priceless. We're joint heirs. We have a great and vast inheritance. So we don't need to get caught up in trading hours for dollars. So I think that was really critical. And then just now, just coming back and sharing about investing in people. And to me, it just goes back to one of the greatest commandments, which is that we love one another and we can't love each other without investing in one another. And so when I think about that, I'm reminded of one of my first jobs. I was promoted up to be a supervisor and I had a hard time leading a team where they were basically my peers. So how do you get people to follow you who feel like I should have had your job? And so what um, the Lord had me to do was invest in people. I did one-to-ones as they call them, but I got to know each person on my team at a personal level to know what was their motivation and what their driver was. And so we worked a lot of long hours, but what I learned to do was talk to them through the lens of what I knew they had going on outside of work into how to help them prioritize. And I was respected and valued so much for that. And I believe that was one of the keys is that I took time to invest in the people regardless of what I needed from them, but what they need to be who they are. And that goes right back to identity. So I love that. And they all felt when they were part of my team, guess what? That they belong. Thank you for sharing, Tom. Well, you're welcome. Anytime. James 4 and 10 says, humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord and he will exalt you. I hope you listened into that interview uh, for the president just of Trophy Awards Manufacturing just now, Mr. Tom Bush, because what I heard in it was a man who really humbled himself, who came from a spirit of pride, but has really concentrated intentionally on asking God to removing his pride. And he could only do that by being in the presence of the Lord. And that's where um, he was really able to humble himself. And I believe that's why he's been the president of the company for the past 18 years and still is uh, thriving because he has humbled himself in the presence of the Lord. So I encourage you today with what you've heard to examine your own life and to see those areas of pride or arrogance or where you may have exalted your way above Yahweh's, (laughs) get it, God's way, and just really humble yourself in the presence of the Lord. Because I believe that's where we don't have to worry about those uh, accolades or the promotion, because again, we know that promotion comes from the Lord and we can really rest ourselves in knowing that we belong to him. And those of us who know we belong to him. We know there's just so many great and mighty things he wants to show us about what that means and our inheritance, both in this world and in the world to come. But we'll never know that if we don't make that time 
to humble ourselves in the presence of the Lord. How can we do that? You can do that in your daily prayer time. You can do that even throughout your day at work, just making sure you're not so quick to make a knee-jerk reaction that you're not pausing to even silently ask the Lord, you know, what would you have me to do? Humble yourself knowing that, yeah, I'm smart, but I'm not as smart as LD, the God of knowledge who knows everything and knew everything from the beginning and knows every single hair on my head. So let me humble myself, even though I got this degree or even though I have this title or position or all these people are looking to me to make these decisions. Can I humble myself and pray? And can I humble myself and seek the face of the Lord? Can I humble myself just to be quiet, to be still for a few minutes before I answer a question? Eve, and I believe that there's so much that we can get in his presence if we really just uh, humbled ourselves and just waited and stayed there. And I, I say I'm one of the repeat offenders of that. Even as I think about the making of this show, You Belong, this has been in my heart for probably, hmm, I want to say at least six years, maybe seven years now. When I first heard the Lord's voice speak to me, two simple words, or actually four, and it said, he said, you belong to me. And I don't want to freak you out now. It's not like I always hear the voice of God so clear, but I really heard this gentle whisper behind my ear, you belong to me. And it was at a season in my life where I had put together a vision board. I thought different things were manifesting in my life certain ways, and I was believing God for it. And I, I, I was looking to belong without uh, any type of title or thing to it. I was looking to belong is what I was doing. I was looking to belong to the certain category of life that I was aspiring to. And I heard God affirm me saying, you belong to me. And I believe what he was really trying to call out to me is that, am I enough? Am I enough? And I believe that's what he's saying to us through this humility message that he's had me on in this interview. And even as I prepare for this message that, is he enough? Can we humble ourselves in his presence and know if he never does another thing, if God doesn't do another thing in your life, that God, you are enough, that I'm humble before you. I, I, I just want to be in your presence. And as we know, it's in his presence, there's fullness of joy and it's love forever more. So I encourage you today that as you think about whatever it is you're striving for in the workplace or even in your personal life, that you take a step back and realize that God is enough and to humble yourself and just be in his presence and whatever you're seeking after is right there in his presence because it says, and he will exalt you. And there's another word in Proverbs 22 and 4 and it talks about in humility and fear of the Lord, you, there's a reward. And the reward is riches, honor, and life. And I don't care who you are, uh, holy of the holy, or uh, even the person who just really is like giving everything up. You want some riches, even if it's not material riches. It's, it's maybe some, the riches of the fruits of the spirit. You want some honor. Everybody wants to be loved and accepted. That's why we have the title, You Belong. And everybody wants to have this long life. Um, but there's so much 
and just being hum that's the reward of humility proverbs teaches us that that in humility there's riches there's honor and life so i hope today you're encouraged that when you belong you're humble and you don't say that you you're humble your humility is evident by the time you spend in the presence of the lord may you be present with him all throughout your day and know that you Thanks for tuning in to the Inspired by Faith broadcast. This is your host, Mighty Mikey Mike. I had the pleasure of being with you all today. Hey, look, go and follow us on Facebook, 
We're at facebook.com forward slash or backslash inspired by faith broadcast. Go to our website, inspired by faith broadcast.net. Become a listener. The benefits of becoming a listener. You can always get the broadcast, the latest broadcast that we're doing. You'll stay in the know as well. If you happen to be a Bible training teacher, then go to our website, hit on Bible training teacher to see how you can become a teacher on the inspired by faith broadcast. Well, it's been real mighty mikey mike has to take off i have to go i gotta do something else but i pray that you all be blessed blessed in the city blessed in the field blessed when you come and blessed when you go be blessed amen hey tune in to the on demand inspired by faith broadcast it is a new wave of faith-based radio listen and get inspired as we are building your faith one show at a time tune in at inspired by faith that's inspired by faith